When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. It's no surprise, for the better part of four decades, he distinguished himself as one of the great politicians in the history of New York. He's on this time every Wednesday, our dear friend Peter King. Pete, that really was a great speech last week, and Bell Harbor loves you. He said, thanks a lot. Hey, you were pretty good yourself. They loved you. I tell you, it was really a, it was a great night for Paul King. I'm going to do all I can for him. And the people down there at Bell Harbor, they're great people. I tell you, that is, that is real America. But I have one thing I do have to complain about. I can't stand being on the same show as your mother. How can I follow up? She is like the greatest talent on radio. And whatever oh I say, I sound like a jerk coming on after. You know. She is so good. You know, it's wow. That is She's not true. You don't sound like a jerk, buddy. It is funny because I think the last time I did a solo show, like a month ago, you also came on right after my mom, right? Yeah. And nobody listens to me. They're so enraptured <laughs> by what your mother said. I tell you. No, she is great. Boy, you're a lucky guy. You really are. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And she does basically agree with you, me, Bernie, and my listeners, our listeners, on, on just about everything. But here's where I disagree with my mom. I actually thought Matthew McConaughey was pretty good yesterday. She, like a lot of my callers, said, eh, he's fine. He's an actor, blah, blah, blah. What was your opinion on McConaughey's speech? You know, first of all, you know, Ronald Reagan was an actor, and Barry Goldwater used him in his campaign. That's a good point. Become, right, and, and, and by the way, and, and, and Donald Trump, I know he's a great businessman, but he was a dopey TV host on, on Celebrity Apprentice. Yeah, that's what made him famous. I mean, you know, forget uh, uh, all he did as a real estate guy. What he really was, because, the, you know, The Apprentice, that's how people saw Donald Trump. So he was an actor who became president. No, I thought Matthew McConaughey was great yesterday. And to me, the actual details aren't that important. What he was saying is, basically, let's put everything on the table. Let's get done what we can get done. Don't stay in our own silos. Like, for instance, I'm one of those people who does think uh, that we should do away with AR-15s. Having said that, it's not going to happen. So let's see if we can get you know a few more background checks. We can raise the age to 21. I mean, both sides have to realize that in the world we live in, you should try to get what you can, make progress, and not just go in our, in our silos and say all or nothing. It's really... Uh, so I, I thought what he did yesterday, it's me, hopefully it's a wake-up call to the American people. Let me ask you about this dog and pony show we're about to watch tomorrow night. Uh, I know that uh, they've offered uh, us on this show a bunch of Republicans, for folks like Marjorie Taylor Greene, Jim Jordan, a few others to come on and talk about what we're going to see, which is, of course, this first public hearing on January 6th, led by Nancy Pelosi. Now, I've said time and time again, Pete, I know you disagree, that on any given night during the summer of 2020, what we saw in Chicago, in Atlanta, in New York, that was the real insurrection. You were burning down government buildings, shooting people, spitting on cops. It was fires. It was really dangerous, much more dangerous than that day. Yet, yet, we are continuing to talk about that day, including tomorrow night. What are your thoughts? Yeah, first of all, I think what happened on January 6th was terrible. Having said that, I agree with you that summer of 2020, if you want to talk about an insurrection, if you want to talk about disgraceful conduct, and it was night after night after night and city after city after city, and I didn't hear Joe Biden once come to the defense of the cops, that Kamala Harris is actually offering to post bail for those, those who are locked up. Here in New York, we had cops being hit with uh, bricks, 
uh, Molotov cocktails thrown at them, and Andrew Cuomo saying he's proud to stand with the protesters. No, that was an absolute disgrace. I don't, I don't think those conservatives, which anybody trying to minimize January 6th, but in the perspective, to me, what happened in the summer of 2020, that sustained attack on American cities, on houses of worship, on city halls, on courthouses, all of that was an absolute disgrace. And the difference then was you had so many Democrats basically supporting it, saying, well, these are disturbances. These are protests. They weren't. That was out-and-out revolution. It was disgrace and should be condemned. I do think, though, we should not be defending what happened at all on January 6th. That was wrong. I think President Trump, I don't think he had anything to do with planning it or knowing it was going to happen, but he was he was really too slow in condemning it that day. And, you know, it's not just me saying this now. You have people like Sean Hannity, his own daughter, Ivanka Trump, all of them urging well, listen, to speak out more quickly than he did. I've said it, too. I mean, I, I got in a fight with Bernie. We fought for days. I, I, I said it first right here. I also thought his response was very, very slow. And I do put part of the blame on President Trump that day, not for inciting the riot, because he did say walk peacefully, but certainly not helping things. I think he should be held accountable. But I'm sorry, Peter. It, what was so terrible? It wasn't like one person died, Ashley Babbitt. She was murdered, by the way, because she was there as a Republican. Uh, and, and at the end of the day, we're still talking about 18 months later, to me, all this has become is a vehicle to continue to badmouth Donald Trump. That's it. Oh, it is, no, it is a game, and uh, here's the deal. This, this committee is, is a farce. To me, I, I have no problem with appointing a bipartisan commission like we did after 9-11. So look into January 6th, look into the summer of 2020, look into how, how much the Black Lives Matter movement and the Antifa were involved in that. That, to me, is all fair game. But this committee... Uh, the fact that they are subpoenaing people the way they are, throwing people like Peter Navarro in jail. I mean, this is an absolute <laughs> disgrace. And on that committee, I never heard in all the years I was in Congress, the Speaker of the House not allowing the minority party to appoint the members they wanted to be on a committee. Listen, I was chairman of the Homeland Security Committee. I had Democrats in that committee who opposed everything I did. It never entered my mind that I have the right to knock them off the committee or I can go to the Republican Speaker and say, I don't want this guy on the committee. To me, committee has been uh, distorted from the start. It lacks legitimacy. And uh, so, to me, this is a show that's going on. It's going to be a totally one-sided show, and it is to get the people's mind off the terrible state this country is in because of Joe Biden's failure of leadership. There it is. He could not say it any better. That was perfect. Congressman Peter King, that's why he's on every week and all day here on WABC. Uh, I started off the show. Yeah, tonight we're trying at 5 o'clock. Of course you are. Lydia and the judge, yeah. Damn right. Peter King, 5 o'clock as well. So I started the show about two and a half hours ago by saying I'm never going to get that hour back. And what I was referencing, Peter, was last night I decided to move off of the pregame show for the Rangers and spent the better part of 50 minutes watching CBS locally, Dubois, and Kramer and that uh, Democrat debate for governor with Kathy Hochul, Jamani Williams, and Tom Swazi. I watched just about the whole thing. Uh, the questions were brutal. They ended up by asking, what karaoke song do you like and do you believe in ghosts? They, they really spent a little bit of time on crime. That was it. Just as much time on marijuana, abortion, and other nonsense, cryptocurrency. I mean, it was just a complete, dismal failure. And none of the three, in my opinion, came out looking very good. And Swazi and Williams, in my opinion, did not come out and bash Kathy Hochul enough, even though Swazi did bring up a couple of times the deal with her husband and the Buffalo Bills Stadium. So I'm not sure if you watched it, but if you're a Democrat, you cannot like what you saw last night. No, I did watch it. I, I thought Tom Swazi got the better of it. but So do I. You know, Tom, but Tom is like way behind in the polls right now, and he should have gone for the knockout last night. You have to 
it's not enough just to win. You have to win big. And because right now, Kathy Hochul's up by about 30, 35 points at least. She's got about $18, $19 million. Uh, so to me, Tom should have gone after her more. Look at it. I think he won. If they started out even, there's no doubt that he came out ahead. But when you're behind, you have to go for the knockout. You have to really throw, you know, throw the big punches. And Tom didn't do that. There's still time between now and the 28th because I'm, I'm uh, you know, supporting Lee Zeldin. That, that also could be a tight primary. And uh, so see where it goes. But no, I thought and that whole stuff at the end about do you believe in ghosts? No, but I believe <laughs> in on. spirits. And then go right. back and forth between ghosts and spirits. Right. That, that was the heated part of the debate. Whether a ghost is a spirit, or a spirit is a ghost. <laughs> You're right. I don't know. Yeah. And then karaoke. And, uh, uh, I don't know. Yeah. I mean, really, I know what CBS was trying to do. They're trying to show their personalities, of which the three of them combined don't have one. But uh, they failed in that attempt. And I agree. Swazi did win, even though we don't like Swazi on this show, because he double-talked us and lied to us and made, us, uh, made himself look silly in the press three days later. But for what it's worth, he did win that lousy debate last night. Now, I know you're endorsing Lee Zeldin. So have I from day one. But I'm starting to move off just a little bit and take a closer look at the other candidates. Are you set there? Could anything happen to change your mind? Are you Zeldin all the way right up until June 28th? No, I, first of all, I'm still supporting Lee. I continue to, uh, to support him. I have nothing against Andrew Giuliani or against Rob Astorino. You know, and Harry Wilson, first of all, he sort of comes and goes. And the fact, again, I haven't gotten over the fact that he gave a donation to Bragg. Well, he, he, he did me. Listen, he did explain that with me and Bernie. Yeah, and well, and he, you know, well, you don't buy it? Well, listen, I mean, uh, you know, I, no, the answer is Peter King, but it was before, it was before he knew they were friends. I guess he didn't buy it. All right, so you're a Zeldin guy uh, anyway, and that's, uh, that's not going to change. How about the week that was here, Peter King, for Eric Adams? I mean, yes, he goes out there, and, and uh, the gun crimes are down. Shootings, I should say. They are taking guns off the street. But once again, another week where he, you know, he, he kind of ranked at the white journalist, and he hired this uh, ridiculous gun czar, whatever that is, who's got a record. What do you think about the week that was for Eric Adams? Yeah, well, first of all, you know, we have a police commissioner who's a very good police commissioner. We don't need a gun czar coming in. We don't need Al Sharpton giving advice. I mean, the fact is, let the cops do their job. And, I mean, you know, one day uh, Eric Adams said the right thing, and he seems to be going in the right direction. The next week he's talking about, you know, white racists and everything else. Right. He's got to stay focused. He right now, we should be at war with criminals. And when you're at war, there's no time for going, for sidestepping or going in circles. you got to go straight ahead. you got to go after them. They're the enemy. You got all we should do. He's be going after them, not coming up with uh, you know, diversions and side topics and all that kind of stuff. And even this, all this talk about illegal guns. Yeah, there are. There are too many illegal guns. But there was two million illegal guns in the York when Giuliani became mayor, and he still brought the crime rate way down. So did Ray Kelly, and so did Mike Bloomberg. I mean, you can't be complaining about what's going on. You try and work on that on the side. But right now, go after the bad guys. Let the cops do what they have to do, and don't be apologizing, and don't be talking about the bad old days of uh, you know, Giuliani and Bloomberg, when those bad old days saved tens of thousands of black lives. Last one, uh, yesterday they did recall uh, Chesa Boudin in San Francisco, no longer the DA, very, very progressive, right. a lot like Alvin Bragg. So now they've got Gascon on the radar in Los Angeles. He may be next. This seems like the perfect opportunity for Hochul, who's been very cowardly here, to remove Bragg. Now, she won't do it because, A, she probably likes him. She likes his policies, and she wants to remain steadfast with the Democrats. But if you're Alvin Bragg this morning, knowing Boudin was just kicked out in San Francisco, you starting to look behind yourself? 
Yeah, and I think you should be looking toward the November elections because I could see if Zeldin is elected, if Giuliani is elected, if Estorino is elected, I think on January 1st, Greg is going to be gone. And I think that uh, he has to keep that in mind. And what he's done, he's, he's been an apologist for the criminals. From the first day he arrived, he's been saying all the things he's not going to do. The fact is his job is to enforce the law. I've spoken to former police commissioners where they said no matter how bad things got in New York, they knew the district attorneys were on their side. They knew that if a guy was locked up and there's a good case, the DA was going to prosecute it. Now we have DAs saying they won't. I remember during the, those terrible Black Lives Matter riots in the summer of 2020, you caught people vandalizing St. Patrick's Cathedral. Yep. And the DA, and they were on tape, they were arrested, yep. and the DA wouldn't charge them. And can you imagine if you would vandalize a black church, what would happen to you? So this whole thing of you deciding which church you're going to support, which religion you're going to support, which laws you're going to enforce, that's not the job of the DA. The job is to enforce the law, shut up, and get the job done. Last uh, 60 seconds, uh, Peter, you're a great sports fan, enthusiastic, like me, like Bill O'Reilly, a host of others on the station. you have any uh, real opinion, or not really, on Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, all these legendary golfers basically leaving the PGA Tour to collect a ton of money, hundreds of millions of dollars, from Saudi Arabia and play under their league? What do you think about that? No, you know, they're taking blood money. I mean, these, that, that is a brutal dictatorship. They were involved in 9-11. They still haven't paid the victims of 9-11 or the families of the victims of 9-11. By the way, not only 9-11, which, of course, is their worst worst crime of all, but uh, poor Khashoggi just wanted a sandwich. Oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, exactly. I mean, they were, they're horrible. And uh, so to be taking blood money for them. And the only reason the Saudis are doing this tournament is to make themselves look normal in the eyes of the world. So, no. Uh, you know, Mickelson's wrong. You should stop gambling as much and just go back and play golf. Again, that, that's the United States. That's the answer. He should stop gambling so much. That's why he needs the money, and uh, that's basically why he did it. Dustin Johnson, I have no idea. Hey, uh, Peter, as always, a tremendous appearance, and, man, I love you. You're, you're great. You really are great, and thank you so much for hey, your let's friendship. Let's hope the Rangers turn it around, okay? Let's hope. Let's, uh, let's see tomorrow night. Peter King, folks, on this show every Wednesday at 840. If you had an accident, trust Gabu Law, personal injury and medical malpractice attorneys with decades of experience who will provide the attention you deserve and deliver the best possible results in the shortest amount of time. Gabu Law has recovered millions for their clients, and they will be able to help you. But don't take our word for it. Read their five-star reviews from former clients on Google, Avvo, and Facebook. Call Gabu Law today, 800-560-0214 for a free consultation or email them at info at gabolaw.com. That's G-A-B-O law dot com. Gabo Law, where winning is no accident.